on the twelfth day of Downton. My true love gave to me. Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that blew up. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. This is now fraud. Uh, I don't think you should say that on this publicly available and free media platform. <laughs> well. We can deal with our fraud privately. It's not everybody <laughs> else's business. I've been very troubled by the apparent invalidity of our marriage over the last couple of episodes. Yeah, it's it's gotten rocky. Well, when you do 12 podcasts in 12 days, you know. Actually, it was 11 podcasts in mm. like... 10 days yeah. or something because we, we did we did the snow white one early yeah. and then we were out of town forever right anyway sort of like six days seven nights i think it is like that <laughs> oh harrison ford having such a moment right now yeah anyway okay that's not important no what is important today is christmas eve mm-hmm. it's important to be with family that's right so we've brought back everybody's favorite the mm. dowager cousin jackie yay, yay. welcome yay. back how are you jackie Good. And I'm glad that my return is caused by this very strange movie because that feels apropos. This movie is so bizarre. Yeah. It's, I think, the weirdest thing <laughs> yeah. that we've had to do for this 12 days of downtime. Yeah. And not, you know, not among the terrible ones exactly. Like, we didn't hate it the way we've hated so many of yeah, them. Yeah. Like, it's not bad, but also neither is it good. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just in, it's like, it's bad in weird ways. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of that is just due to, I guess it was largely improvised, which explains why the motivations are unclear. And none <laughs> and of the plotting makes no any con- sense. Yeah. And there's no consequences <laughs> for anything. It is odd. Right. Uh, the now- entire legal system is saying yes and the whole time. <laughs> No, and it's like, I always feel bad for, like, British people who are trying to do an improvised film because, like, Christopher Guest is British. Yeah. So it's like, he's already shown all of you up and moved (laughs) to the Hollywood, which we'll see in this film. It's a big deal. I just, I couldn't help thinking, like, oh, so this is a Christopher Guest. This is a bad Christopher Guest movie. Yeah. Yes. Just a brief reminder, this is still part of our (laughs) family-friendly holiday offerings i like said that to my mom because like i generally like don't let her listen to this podcast like Mm -hmm. she does what she wants to do in her own time and she knows better than to say anything to me about my choices anymore (laughs) but like i was on the phone with them yesterday and i was like oh you know it's all family friendly like there's no swearing i didn't like explicitly say like you can listen to it but hopefully she inferred it she was drinking so (laughs) god only knows what anybody thought Ah, I'm really sorry nobody can see my hair right now, guys. <laughs> oh, man. We're doing this on a... Because I think it only, it only looks it good is. in the thumbnail. But it's like, man, I look like Miranda <laughs> from Sex and the you've City. Got some, you've got so much volume going on. I'm I jealous. do. And it only happens when I wake up and my hair is like super greasy. So maybe I should just like <laughs> go with that more often. <laughs> I, I can yeah. see... I can see why we usually don't let Kelly look at herself during the podcast. Oh, yeah. This is actually a very bad idea because I spent the entirety of my theatrical training in high school and college just looking at myself in the rehearsal mirrors, which might explain why I did not go on to a successful career as a stage actor. Which is a great way to get into this recap. Yes, it is. Uh, yay. Uh, but before we do that, 
Oh, right. It's we have to 12. sing. It's we day 12. Sing. It's oh. the final countdown. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've decided. Okay, we'll see. We didn't practice no, this. No, we didn't. Because we were busy trying to make sure we could hear Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jackie, you can join in if you want, but I wouldn't advise it because I I might, and also I kind of want my neighbors to hear my off-key singing okay, cool. and not hear you guys, so they think that I am truly insane. This is great. So yeah. we're gonna start. We're gonna announce just so you know, it's gonna be twelve plot holes gaping. Right. Okay. Okay. For nativity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> twelve oh, pot pot holes. <laughs> We didn't do a one and a two. Okay. I mean, we have nothing before. Right. One and a two and a one, two, three. <laughs> Twelve plot Twelve holes gaping. Eleven. Eleven. Pokers. Killing. <laughs> ten. ten. Ten bears or something? Uh, a bear? No. No. Ten. It's ten. Um, this is a snow globe? No, snow globes is nine. Okay. So, so ten. ten is. Oh, ten. Turks delighting, nine snow globes breaking, eight bears a morning, seven stinks a smelling, six ghosts a haunting, five pointless things, four browns a bearing, three witches witching, two dummies dumbing, and the governor being <laughs> oh, we did it. That's right. We made it. <laughs> we have officially ruined Christmas. Step over Grinch. Step over Ebenezer Scrooge. We're now the worst tumbugs. <laughs> oh, man. What a time to be alive. So, speaking of performances that should never have been allowed to be gone forward. Agreed. Yeah. So... Before we start, I just need to say that in Japan, this movie is called Martin Freeman's School of Musical, <laughs> which I think is really a much better title than Nativity, <laughs> because it is. It's a very, like, School of Rock plotline, except that the main character has no redeeming qualities <laughs> and is not a person who is likable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they decided to split him in two. And the crazy part, Mr. Poppy, and like, oh, he was like death for me every time he it was, was anything related like, to Mr. He's Poppy. Like the Mexican oh. D-list equivalent of Nick Frost somehow, I think. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, or Jack Black is what I was thinking. Oh, uh, I guess you know, that's a good point. Rock tie yeah, there, that's but, true. Yeah. yeah, this just felt like very much the non-union British equivalent of whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not good. Well, I just School of Rock. Slashed with waiting for Guffman slash the best Christmas pageant ever. Ugh. Yeah, this is okay. And I really liked the pageant bits. Yeah, actually, the pageant bits out. were. If it was only just this pageant, <laughs> I would have enjoyed yeah. it. But like everything else, I was like, why is this happening? Yeah, I, it felt like they wanted to have all these awesome music numbers and then built the flimsiest movie possible around it. And I was like, more children, please. And I never say that. Yeah. No, and. I felt very strongly that this role, particularly in the early going, was written as if it was for Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And Martin Freeman is a perfectly fine, cromulent actor. Yeah. But he's no Ricky Gervais. Like, he has a line where he's, it sounds so like a Ricky Gervais line. Yeah. With the headmistress. I can't remember what he said. But, 
No, I, I remember it too. It was just like the, the <laughs> phrasing and the, yeah, everything. About well, I it. guess they were doing phrasing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> anyway, okay. So we open on a school, uh, which looks like an elementary school, but is apparently actually a dramatic academy. I guess. In Britain. Uh, this all takes That's, place like in Coventry or something. Right, so Coventry. everybody's dreams should not be what they are. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess they're all in drama school, but also doing a nativity play. Which is not what you do in drama school. No. Maybe in Britain. Maybe As so. we've discussed, Christmas, the Brits love it. Yeah. <laughs> so we meet our yeah. protagonist, Martin Freeman, who has a real name, but I didn't ever write it down. It's, uh... It's Paul, Paul Maddens. Paul Maddens, yeah. Um, his girlfriend, who's Maggie from Extras. Right. And his BFF, Gordon, who I called Jeffrey... And Godfrey alternately in this recap because that's how forgettable that character was. And see, to me, like, the, the thing I recognize him from is that show Being Human. Uh, He's, like, one of the bad guys in there. So I'm like, oh, it's Herrick. So to me, Gordon Jeffrey Herrick. Godfrey is? Shakespeare. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, my God. Like, His last name is Shakespeare? Yeah. Come on. Shakespeare. Nobody's last name is Shakespeare that also is an actor. Yeah, so I kept wanting him to turn into a vampire and kill people. <laughs> you know, that Herod play is pretty close to that, though. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. bad. A lot of, lot of blood there. Yeah, see, I wanted to see more of that bonkersness of mm-hmm. that Herod thing. That was great. Yeah. That is a play I legitimately would have paid money to go see. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like, Just that's like the, the blood effects alone were so well done. Mm-hmm. I was like, why are you even worried about anything, Godfrey, Jeffrey, Gordon? Like, it's fine. <laughs> Anyway, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So our three protagonists in a apparently dramatic academy were supposed to take somewhat seriously. Right. Even though none of them goes on to be successful. So I guess it's not. Yeah. But anyway, they're all backstage and like Godfrey Jeffrey Gordon is like complaining that he's an elf and not Father Christmas, which I like identified with. (laughs) And then Maggie from Extras is like, oh, I want to move to Hollywood and be a producer. And then Martin Freeman is like, I'm going to be a, a primary school teacher. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. In this. Like, nobody cares about yeah. your dumb dreams, <laughs> Martin Freeman. Anyway, so we then find out that Jennifer, which is Maggie from Extras' name in this, ostensibly, um, I didn't know British people were allowed to be named Jennifer, yeah, apart from out. Jennifer Saunders. Oh, right. So I guess there was the mm-hmm. one. Yeah. See, and there's how much I was paying attention because I didn't even realize that she had a name. No, no. I understand. <laughs> and we only did because we were watching with subtitles on. Yeah. So that's really oh. the only reason why we knew. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So they all go and it's like, okay, um, Godfrey Gordon Jeffrey <laughs> becomes a high school teacher, which is not what he said he was going to do. Right. But he becomes like a high school or a, a, a private school teacher. Anyway, he's yeah. at the gesh of this <laughs> right. for our clone high fans out there. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, okay. Yeah. There. Now yeah. I was, I saw that in the notes and I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. okay. You know, <laughs> Camp Tiger Claw or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Just the evil ones. And, uh, Martin Freeman teaches at actually a Catholic school. Yeah. We have experienced, yeah. this has been the year, it's like, I feel like the first year of the podcast was the year of the Titanic. Yeah. Then it was the year of World War One. And now this has been the yeah. year of unexpectedly Catholic people in the UK. <laughs> yeah. So this has been a pleasant change. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And Even I don't know, like, what? He's lost touch with his faith. Yeah. But anyway. 
Yeah, and I want to know, like, what kind of magical budget they're working with, because in all of my Catholic schooling, we <laughs> never had those production values. We never had a teaching assistant. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, the principal. <laughs> you know? Like, it was like the Lord of the Flies. <laughs> it was like, uh, this crucifix is your pr- principal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... He's teaching at St. Bernadette's, which is a crap school with crap teachers and crap students. Apparently. We're told, like, they're told this to their faces, and I'm kind of like, okay, this doesn't seem like a good positive learning environment for anybody. Right. I don't think that's how Jesus would have handled this. Well, and I don't know how Catholic schools work in Britain, but don't you have to pay to go to them? I, I would think. You'd think they'd have a little bit more pride. Although I went to, you know, uh, Catholic schools on the very lower end of the socioeconomic yeah. spectrum. And it wasn't like we did great. <laughs> we just weren't told it to our faces by Martin Freeman. Right. Well, he had yeah. things to do. Apparently <clears throat> he was busy insulting British school children. Oh, well, maybe they haven't had the whole uh, new age feel goodery self-esteem movement that we got subjected to in the 90s. That's entirely possible. No yeah. participation ribbons in the UK, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. They don't believe in all that hogwash. <laughs> <laughs> so we get scenes of the evil Gesh students and also Martin's terrible but plucky primary school students who are adorable, by yeah, the way. they're all cute. The kids are very yes, cute. All, all of these kids were so freaking cute. They were so cute and yeah. untalented except for the one who was, and that is clearly the director slash editor's daughter. So the director, oh. Debbie Isit. Uh, yeah. is married to what's his name, Alger, who's the editor, and it's clearly their daughter playing that star. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, again, getting ahead of ourselves. Like, you could be the star, which isn't actually the star of the play. But, but like, is, we you know. know. <laughs> I wasn't, because there's no way to tell, because her name is Sadie, and I'm like, I have no idea which one of those kids was named Sadie. But then when, when <laughs> right. that song was the third one that played over the shockingly long credits sequence, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's definitely their kid. Right. Um, so the headmistress of St. Bernadette's, who is played by Sister Evangeline, slash the Trunchbull from uh, Matilda. I had yeah. no idea that Sister Evangeline was also That's the Trunchbull. Yeah. There's She's a shocking also... number of people in this. Like, I'm like, who? Do you, who how did you call in all these favors? Uh, well. Also, Aunt Petunia from uh, the third Harry Potter movie. Oh, really? Yeah. That's where I first saw her. She played his aunt in the third Harry Potter movie. Wait, you mean Sister Evangeline is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was, like, was there another old lady in this? Because I don't remember one. <laughs> no. So anyway, uh, oh, yeah. nice pedigree on the actors in this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're um, just like, oh, how did you get stuck in this? I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah. like, everyone is in this one, and it's like the oh, sequels are less so, we- but they still get like David Tennant, who's like remarkably gettable considering that he's everyone's favorite doctor. Like, I don't understand why he's still doing this kind of I thing. Don't know. But, oh, we didn't talk about the opening credits, which were so delightfully, like, direct to video. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> were they? I didn't even, I think yeah, I was typing. Yeah. No, they were, they were. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was, it felt very much like, was this, like, a direct to video thing? Is that what happened here? You know, there's remarkably little notes on the production in the trivia on IMDb. Yeah. Um, Get Apparently, it. it took the woman who directed it, like, they filmed it, and then it took her a year to edit it together. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. Like, this is, like, this is it? Yeah. This is the best you can do? Okay, so, in front of all of the terrible school children at St. Bernadette's, 
sister Evangeline tells Martin Freeman that he is going to direct the nativity pageant this year, which he stopped doing a couple of years back because he got a bad review yeah, in the got, local Coventry paper. He got a review of negative two stars, which I, to me, that calls the integrity of your whole star system into question. Mm-hmm. Like, how low can it go? Like, let's, I need some boundaries here. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe other things are getting, like, negative 100 stars, and that was kind of a mediocre review. Like, what's even going on? So then, Also, oh. I, oh, I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Like, we didn't get to see the terribleness of this other play. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, that would have been a good cutaway. I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. Like, take a note from yeah. Tina Fey, Debbie, is it? <laughs> yeah, we could have gotten, like, 30 seconds less of Mr. Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do Cockney rhyming slang from now on and be like, you're being a right poppy. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess I'd have to say, you're being a right gloppy. And then it's like a whole Candyland <laughs> thing. Okay, at any rate, um, all the kids at both schools are singing uh, a Christmas carol. We miss you. Merry Christmas for some reason. Sure. And they're cutting back and forth between that. And Martin and the headmistress continue to argue about whether or not he will direct this play. And she tells him that uh, he's getting a classroom assistant who I thought would be a pretty lady who would teach him to love again <laughs> after Jennifer left. But no, it's Jackie's favorite, Mr. Poppy. <laughs> Yeah, who is Mistress's nephew? Yes. So, which is you know that's the foundation of the English econo- economy is unqualified nephews getting jobs of things. <laughs> and I didn't like Martin Freeman to begin with, but then we find out that all of his classroom materials, all his hangings on the wall, are all done in Comic Sans. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm done with you, Martin Freeman, in this movie. I am over it. We're not doing this. Yeah. You and me. Um, so then he's arguing with Mr. Poppy about how to do a play. Like, apparently his class is creative writing. It isn't clear that this school has any classes. Right. It, okay. Feels, okay. Yeah. it feels like a Montessori situation gone horribly <laughs> wrong. Yeah, he he does spend okay. about five seconds talking about pronouns one time. And then he's like, why am I trying to teach you? Let's have the spirit of the theater or No, and, like, and like, he always threatened, like, his immediate go-to, like, anybody sneezes and he's like, detention. And I'm like, you can't. You need to have a graduated series of threats for these kids. Like, you can't yeah. govern with the maximum sentence all the time, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this, Mississippi? <laughs> okay, so Mr. Poppy, after school lets out, is like, oh, you know, let's go hang out in the park and eat a sausage roll. And, like, he seems like he's homeless or something? Yeah, he kind of does. It's very unclear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm again it. Yeah, he's no Mr. Stink, that's for sure. No, well, although he does have a, st- a friend called Stinky Tom. Well, yeah. Which I think, I can't remember, I think this came out, no, this came out before Mr. Stink. Okay. So anyway, we're not going to get into a Mr. Stink <laughs> nativity crossover because that's beneath even us. Yeah. Oh man, it's all, it's all connected. Ugh. All connected. <laughs> so Martin then goes home to his dog, Cracker. Uh, who steps on his balls. And here again is where I feel like this was written for Ricky Gervais because he's like, oh, Cracker, my kippers. You know, I barely know you, Cracker. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like a Martin Freeman joint. Yeah. yeah. Like, there is a bit of saucy humor in this. Yeah, there for is. For a kid's movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think just with this, just with the influence clearly that like, singing competition shows have had on all forms of british media yeah like i haven't seen a single piece of british media that hasn't like done an x factor bit yeah that was the whole text santa this year yeah uh Mm -hmm. for downton abbey was a whole x factor bit and i'm like okay so just simon cowell just owns britain now like is that what is happening 
Well, I think he co-owns it with J.K. Rowling. Mm, good point. Yeah. Good, excellent point. Okay, so clearly Ricky Gervais said no. Yeah. Like, clearly Ricky Gervais's agent didn't even call Debbie Issett back. <laughs> um, Martin, though, then gets inspired by Cracker's stepping all over his crotch and this starts great in the nativity play <laughs> <laughs> he starts writing a song and then he goes to the headmistress to complain about mr poppy and this is where we find out that he's her nephew and it's all like oh the sixth sense <laughs> <laughs> and then the kids are all working at a craft project with mr poppy and for some reason a small child knows that martin freeman is always cranky because his girlfriend left him at christmas time yeah and that's a weird thing for a kid to know. It is a weird thing. It happened five years ago when that kid was like one year old. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yes. I do feel like, I do feel like I remember being surprisingly up on teachers like relationship statuses as a kid. Oh, see, well, and to me, like they ceased to exist as an entity once I left the room. And when you see them out <laughs> in public, you feel like, oh, no, I'm getting caught. I felt the same way. Just like in class, we would discuss it. Well, I don't but know. The, my teachers were always very, like, open about their relationships and mm. talking about them. Mm-hmm. And, like, elementary school or primary school teachers are a weird bunch. And I'm not trying to insult anybody. Yeah. It's just when you spend eight hours a day with a bunch of people who are decades younger than you, you start, like, taking on their personalities and, like, <laughs> you start telling them things. It's weird. I've never oh, been man. a full time teacher, but when you like, you like weirdly like want their approval. Like it just puts you in a very strange headspace. Yeah, I can imagine. I guess thankfully I didn't uh, spend enough time around children to want to impress them, so <laughs> I retained an air of mystery. You're very no, you're very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Poppy and Martin are going outside, and Mr. Poppy calls Bagsy, which I guess is like shotgun, only instead of sitting in the front, you get to drive. (laughs) Apparently. So he gets to drive the van, and they are going to buy a Christmas tree, and they are arguing over how the nativity should go. And uh, Mr. Poppy, who didn't bother me, Jackie, nearly as much as he bothered you. Um, I didn't like him from a structural plot point of view. Yeah, I felt – I think it was – I was annoyed with him, like, from the jump. And then just the more he was on screen, the the more irrationally angry I got. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, it just compounded. So it's he totally, doesn't like, change throughout. It's not like he, you know, is. if you don't like him at the beginning, you're not going to like him at any point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he has, like, like most everybody in this film, he has zero arc. So right. he's just kind of there. We learned that he lives there in a caravan later. Chaos. <laughs> Okay, so they're in there, and he wants it to be a big glitzy musical so they can collaborate, uh, like Rice and Weber, Posh and Bex, and somebody, a third thing. Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. <laughs> which, which <laughs> yeah. Cause you're just like, ha ha ha, racist. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at the Christmas tree lot, who should they run into but Gordon Shakespeare? I got it right there. Yeah. Who insults- Oh, uh, see, I, now I'm, I'm thinking Godfrey. Godfrey, Jeffrey, Gord- you can call him whenever you want. We yeah. know who you're talking about. Yeah, just say fine. Shakespeare. There's not that many characters. Um, well, there are. You just can't tell the kids apart. Right, yeah. Except for Spud Bob number two. <laughs> <laughs> like, if that kid had played Spud Bob, it would have made that other movie so much more bearable. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
It, uh, let's just not talk about a Christmas star anymore. Let's not, yeah. Let, we, let's strike it from the record. <laughs> it never existed. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, where's, it's a wonderful life for a Christmas star. Like where we live in an alternate reality where that never happened and everything is better. <laughs> um, okay. So Gordon get Jeffrey Godfrey is insulting Martin to his face repeatedly. Yeah. And also St. Bernadette's school. And then he just brings up Jennifer and just continues to insult Martin while also inviting him to the, uh, oh, what are they called? Uh, Occam's Razor. What's the name of the other school? Oakmore. 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 That's bizarre. I wrote it down as Coventry, but that's like the city as a whole. Yeah. I found it was tough to get a beat on things in the early going here. I understand. Well, they're also like, yeah, she went off and became a Hollywood producer. And I was like, that's not, you can't. That's not a job. You can't just leave England and then go be a producer. If you're not already a Hollywood producer or close friends with a Hollywood producer, you will never be a Hollywood producer. Like, Like, even if she, like, directed a bunch of cool things for the BBC. Yeah. Like, even, like, that going into Hollywood, they're gonna be like, "Oh, what? No, we don't." Uh, yeah, that's like community theater to us. Okay, like, like you need to go. It's like that with Bob and David sketch where they're sitting around their New Year's resolutions. Like, yep, finally decided, gonna pack it up, go to Hollywood and direct big budget Hollywood epic. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> but see, as much like as much as I didn't care about um, <laughs> Gordon Godfrey Shakespeare, whatever, <laughs> like. I I kind of enjoyed his endless stream of insults. I'm like, at least that's interesting. <laughs> no, well, and then too, and this is not made clear at the beginning of the film, but then I guess it was going on the whole time was that he was jealous that Martin Freeman was dating Jennifer the whole time. And I'm like, no, but I thought you guys were best friends. Like that's, I understand that that's a dynamic that can exist, right? But it just didn't. It wasn't supported by the text. Nah. Yeah. I was again it. No, it was just like a, they yeah, just no, threw in a very... few random reaction shots to make that to tell that story, and that was it. Guys, I look really yeah. good in Skype. <laughs> like it I look was... really good in Skype. I think Skype is my medium. Okay. I think web videos. This is yeah. my future. Yeah. I'm sorry. I I'm sorry. I can't no, because stop. We've reached the inciting moment of the entire plot, which is. <laughs> Martin Freeman randomly deciding to claim that Jennifer, a Hollywood producer, is coming to Coventry to, like, film their nativity and make a movie out of it. This is a ridiculous claim that nobody should have believed for a second. But I love the way they phrase it, which is, Hollywood are coming. I know. Hollywood are coming to Coventry. Like, (laughs) I am always fascinated by what Brits think about... Los Angeles. Yeah. Which we get, like, and actually, this movie made me, like, nostalgic for the real Los Angeles. I was like, <laughs> oh, I was just there, and, like, it's nothing like this. <laughs> I yeah, wish I was there like, instead of watching this movie. <laughs> it wasn't like, it was like Hollywood is this entity, like, Biff Hollywood is coming. And no, he's Hollywood, gonna... <laughs> Hollywood is like a sentient, <laughs> godlike figure who's coming to yeah. Coventry. Yeah. It's, it's the glow cloud and it's coming this <laughs> excellent welcome to night vale reference dowager cousin oh, yeah. jackie well done oh, for sure. okay so mr poppy has overheard this enormous lie yeah uh and then rather than checking with martin freeman and saying oh hey that is cool he just goes straight to the children and tells them about the lie 
And then he tells a bunch of babies. He's like, oh, you could be Zac Efron. You could be Shrek. Then he tells Spud Bob, too, that he could be Gollum, which is actually very funny. Yeah. There's about four funny jokes in this whole thing. Yeah, it's not unfunny. Who is Spud Bob, too, in this? I can't picture the kid. Two is the one who's named Bob. Yeah, he's named Bob. He's got. Uh, he does glasses. the worm at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is he the kid that uh, does the loud note, the one long note at the end of the song at the very end? Yeah, there, yeah. Like, is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, like, All right, he got it. Break dances. Well, they break dance a lot, and none of them are any good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I really felt TJ should have had a much bigger role, incidentally. Well. He got the biggest entrance, though. He did get the biggest entrance. Okay, we can't even. Yeah. Okay, guys, <laughs> let's yeah, let's, let's do this. Moving. All right. So apparently, Mr. Poppy and the headmistress and the kids are just always at school. Right. Much actually in the way that you conceived of teachers always being at the school, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Except for well, they Martin go Freeman. Their Martin Freeman's at home, day, and then they come out again in the morning. Yeah. yeah. So Martin Freeman has apparently forgotten how to wash his face or something. Yeah, there's some physical comedy that we completely did not understand there. <clears throat> and then he's there, like, and he's got the news on. The news is clearly at his school interviewing everybody about Hollywood coming because there's no such thing as fact checkers. <laughs> and he, like, doesn't have the sound on, but then Cracker, the dog, turns on the sound, but he still misses it. And then he gets to school. A guy yeah. says, oh, hey there, Paul. And he's like, don't talk to me, which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and if Crackers is such a smart dog, why didn't he unmute that, like, 30 seconds sooner? Yeah. It would have saved Paul a lot of confusion. So he gets to the school. Stupid dog. <laughs> Sister Evangelist. Really all Crackers' fault, I think. <laughs> I mean, he shouldn't have stepped on his balls <laughs> to start. <laughs> so he gets there. Sister Evangeline's in a tizzy because the local press are there to do an interview. And he has the opportunity to nip this all in the bud and say, no, Hollywood are not coming. I'm a sad, pathetic man who wanted to look cool in front of my weird, balding friend. But he chooses not to come clean. He chooses to continue lying. Yeah. And then blames Mr. Like, now, there's plenty of blame to be assigned to Mr. Poppy. Right. However, he is not the one who needed to say, like, he, yeah. he was not the one who needs to set the record straight. Yeah. Which Paul's specifically like, you're the one that told these people. You're the one that has to tell them it was a lie. And I'm like, uh, you're the one that lied, mm-hmm. dude. Like, like it, he thought like, he was telling, Poppy thought he was telling the truth. Right. I mean, it, which was dumb, but it wasn't malicious. So, we cut back to the Gesh Institute. <laughs> right. Where Godfrey Jeffrey Gordon is very upset because he's now heard about the Hollywood situation and he is taking out his obvious inferiority complex on his students, which is healthy. <laughs> right. And saying, Oh, you know, they've got to do something dark like the RSC would do. And, uh, he decides they're going to tell the story of Herod. Uh, which actually is a great idea. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I don't think I've ever seen any activity from Harrod's point of view. Granted, does kill a bunch of kids. Yeah. Um, so I can <laughs> kind of see why it's not super popular. But if you like, if you like string it out, like if you do the whole that bit and you do then the whole John the Baptist Salome arc and then you do, uh, the Jesus Christ superstar thing at the end. <laughs> Then I think you might really have something. That was my only issue with it as performed. I was like, is this like, just, is it only like five minutes long? Right. Cause it's not much of a, it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to kill all these babies. And then they do that. Or maybe he wrote then, this whole backstory for Herod. I'm look, either way, I want to go see it. All right. I'll so let's yeah, look at our that, tickets. Like, 
that was a narrative I wanted to see. And as soon as they cut away, I was like, no, (laughs) I don't care about these people anymore. Yeah. Um, so we then cut to auditions for the St. Bernadette's nativity. A girl purportedly burps the alphabet, but I didn't think she was doing a great, like I've heard some great alphabet burpers in my time and she was not one of them. Right. But was she also the one who was dressed in like that bumblebee costume and she looks like the girl from that blind melon video? Was that the same girl? Cause that's all I thought about. <laughs> all I can say is that this movie's very plain. <laughs> uh, then a bunch of kids sing wildly inappropriate songs very badly. Yeah. Oh, including, and this is the one and only time that I actually genuinely laughed for <laughs> humorous purposes, was one of the girls saying Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah. And it was so adorable. Um, okay, some of them breakdance, and now they're doing a takeoff of X Factor, as we previously discussed. Right, you can't right. not do that now. <laughs> um, then Father, Father Tom? I have no father idea what the father's priest, name was. Father Priest comes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's very excited about the Hollywood coming. Sure. So he's talking to as Catholics are called to be. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, starstruck. That's absolutely. Well, you know, they might get the word out about you know Jesus. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get much publicity. <laughs> anyway, so he's like talking to Martin Freeman, and Martin Freeman's like, "Oh, I told a lie," and the priest is like, "Ah, it's fine." Um, and I'm like, Ooh, "Seems like maybe you're a bad priest. Maybe this is why your school is so terrible." <laughs> Then the headmistress comes in and tells Martin all about the media circus that's now surrounding this production. Yeah, and I think this is one of those things where it's like, he's like, oh, I need to talk. And she's like, oh, yes, but first let me tell you all these things and then leave without... If somebody says we need to talk, talk to them. Yeah. Let them go first. Public service announcement, people. Good Lord. So she says they've been invited to the Lord Mayor's uh, reception for Coventry ambassadors. Yes. And, okay, like, whatever. (laughs) I did not know that was a thing. So then, but hey, we got to see him wear that like ridiculous mayor's necklace thing. It's true. Oh, England. (laughs) So Martin has decided at some point he discusses this with Mr. Poppy that he's got to go round to Jennifer's parents' house to get her phone number. Yeah. And the cover story is going to be that Cracker the dog has died. Yes. Um, so he shows up and for some reason, Mr. Poppy is already there. Yeah. And has told her parents, one of whom is played by Mrs. Hughes, which That's is right. one of the only exciting parts of this film. <laughs> yeah. This is the, this was the Downton connection, right? This yeah. one, like yeah, a line. Which is this weird. Is, actually, actually, this is the most tenuous one. Yeah, we had we thought, thought it was, yeah. uh, the witches. Yeah. But this is it. Well, we had no way of knowing how big her role would yeah, be. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they get in there and Mr. Poppy has told them that Martin Freeman has stuffed Cracker the dog full of firecrackers and blown it up. Right. And they're rightfully displeased. Anyway, somehow... So this, this, by the way, I think is the first felony that goes unpunished in the course of this movie. <laughs> there are many more. So somehow he's gotten Jennifer's contact information off of this conversation. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, but before we leave the scene, I just want to say that the dad has a delightful accent. Oh, he does. Yeah, that is true. Whatever that particular English accent is, was utterly delightful. Well, I think they're Agreed. Scottish because Ashley Jensen, who plays Maggie from Extras slash Jennifer, okay. she can't do anything but 
a Scottish accent. Right, right. She's like the okay, Holly Hunter so. of Britain. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Okay, Enjoy. So then Mr. Poppy is trying to talk Martin into calling Jennifer. And then Mr. Poppy's like, oh, you know, let me like mend your heart and like all these things. And I'm like, uh, and like Martin Freeman insists that he's not still hung up on Jennifer. And I'm right. like, why are we still here? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a whole bit where Martin slams the door and then I'm sorry, where Poppy slams the door and like Martin makes him close it proper. I don't, like perhaps in that year of editing, you could have edited yeah, that a little bit. They out. left this in. <laughs> this was vital. This was key. Um, and then yeah. there's a cut to Jennifer walking out of their house, I guess like on Christmas in the past. Yeah. And then there is a scene where either she's trying to call him and he's not picking up the phone or maybe it's the present day and he's trying to call her and she's not picking up. It is very, very unclear. Yeah. Their what's relationship yeah. is just inert and like point and under well, there, I thought their old that. relationship was like when they were having fun it was cute you know I mean, when they're like wearing fine. crowns from inside crackers and stuff like that that yeah. was cool yeah and when Ashley Jensen's got her hair in two braids it's all very adorable it and is. Sweet. but then it's like why is that in this movie that's a separate movie yeah. and like she gets cancer and dies at the end or something you know <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I think part of my <laughs> just problem... trying to make it like interesting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cancer, wee. I actually, Merry I think Christmas. I like a big part of my problem with the whole um, Ashley Jensen's character is like she emotes a lot, and you're kind of confused as to why, and you kind of are just like, and eh, no. Yeah. No, and I'm like, yeah. you, you have a whole new life here, Ashley Jensen. You live in ho- you live in the Hollywood. Yeah, the ho- yeah. the Hollywood came to you. <laughs> so anyway, cut back to rehearsal. Martin is announcing the cast for the show as well as all the songs. Um, and like these kids are great at memorization because yeah. Mr. Poppy like rewrites the songs like on the spot, and then the kids all know the lyrics immediately. And I'm yeah. like, man, and the melody, like, like it's like wow. Somebody get yeah. these kids into a um. Oh, what are what are one of those grocery stores that they have there? Oh, a that Tesco's. We, yeah, get them into a Tesco's commercial. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, Sorry, I was like, I've already forgotten the all of the adverts that yeah. we talked about during <laughs> during the airing of the most recent Downton Abbey uh airing. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that because no. I've assured everyone we won't have any spoilers. Right, and we won't. Um. Uh, okay. So. Uh, Mr. Poppy actually see and uh, like the kids love Mr. Poppy's version. He's also a crack hand at staging and choreo. Like yeah. I, as a theater artist, I really respected what he was doing. I get why you hate him, Jackie. I completely <laughs> understand. But in the sense that he understands showmanship, right. I was glad he was there. Which is fine. Oh. I do think that Paul had a valid point that that was way too complicated for a bunch of kids to do. As somebody that has participated in many youth theater productions. And like, I agree with that. But then also Martin Freeman is a terrible person because in this scene it is revealed that the children all heard him say that they were useless yeah. to the headmistress. And it's just, it's like out of a Woody Allen movie. Like, what is going on? Why is he allowed to be around children at all? Like, I, he's destroying the future of Britain and we're watching him do it. We are complicit in his failure. Anyway, he's a terrible person and the kids are very intimidated by Oakmore. And I'm like, this isn't actually a contest. 
Apparently it is. Like it's, it's all, it's not all your about, fault that you're in a lower socioeconomic class. It's all about who gets more stars from this one weirdo, which says yeah. to me that the simplest solution to all of this would just be to bribe that guy. Well, and- you are really <laughs> underselling the integrity of small town <laughs> elementary <laughs> school theater critics, Tom. Play enjoyed by all. You'll be getting a very strongly worded message. <laughs> Well, you know it's a big deal. Elementary and primary (laughs) school theater critics. Yeah, that's true. And you know it's a big deal because there's a cutaway shot at one point of an old man at a stall selling the newspaper, like in the middle of town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. So you know that newspaper is a big deal. Not the outskirts of town. Yeah, the middle of it. (laughs) Like literally in the middle of the street. It looks like. No, and I guess it's a good point because if he if he gets caught, uh, you know, with corruption in these reviews, he'll never get promoted to doing the college age theater. So Mr. Poppy decides that they all need to go see a baby being born and also go to a barnyard. And this is not how teaching works. You can't just take the kids places. (laughs) Right. And also, how is this woman like, oh, this bunch of kids just showed up and wants to watch your baby born? She's like, yeah, sure. (laughs) So we get a method acting medley of them doing all this. They go to a, a barnyard. They go see this baby being born. And like, I've seen a baby being born. It's not like... You have to have like a bunch of meetings with the kids beforehand and be like, this is what you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird and horrifying. <laughs> um, then Martin and the kids all wind up at the Oakmore Christmas Bazaar and they have like a plucky, artful Dodger type, um, singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing yeah. and they're ribbon dancers and all the kids are like intimidated. Godfrey Jeffrey Gordon is also <laughs> in it. And I'm like, this shouldn't be like yeah, the teacher shouldn't be in the show. Yeah. Like, the creep needle was off the charts mm-hmm. <laughs> So then we cut back to St. Bernadette's, and various kids are auditioning badly for Mary and Joseph. And then Martin Freeman punishes two kids who are fighting by saying they're not allowed to audition for Joseph, and then immediately rescinding that punishment. And I'm like, right. this is why you're a bad teacher. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you threaten these horrible things, then you go back on them. You can't establish order or any kind of authority. Yeah, there's no consistency. Yeah. We get another flashback, uh, as, as the kids are singing this song. And like every song in this has been written as sort of like a pop ballad. Yeah. Where like everyone's dating. Like the, the wise <laughs> men are dating the Christmas star. Yeah. Mary and Joseph are dating each other. Um. Everybody's dating like Nazareth. Yeah. Like it's-, it's weird. <laughs> Um, but so we get a flashback. But they are co-tap and tunes. They are. Really, they're really yeah. catchy. They really are. Like, yeah. as bad as this movie is, the songs are terrific. Yeah. The songs real. are really good. <laughs> so we get another flashback of Martin and Jennifer at Christmas, and then she, I guess, left him right as he was about to propose to her with, you know, honestly, a pretty crap engagement ring. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a good one. He is a primary school teacher. I know he's a primary school teacher, but it's like, mm, maybe that's why she left. Yeah, yeah he um, got it from one of those, put in a quarter, and then you get the little plastic ball with the ring in it. Exactly. No, it was, it was, it was not impressive. No. Um, not that you should only go by size of the engagement ring, but I'm like, come on, this is a movie. Can we be well, a little also, less depressingly realistic? Yeah, and it, well, it was also clearly a situation where she was kind of about to break up with him anyway, and he was like, oh, I'll, I'll save the whole thing with this proposal. And he was like, no. Yeah. 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 Again, like, wait, like, read the room. Read the room. Yeah. I think it's been a couple of episodes since we've reminded all of you, surprises ruin relationships. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. So then he gives Jade and Ollie a pep talk. And this is actually the first time that he's a decent human being in this entire thing. And yeah. I think possibly also the last. <laughs> possibly. But it is a very solid. It's a very solid pep talk. Yeah. Oh, have we? Okay, good. You're not frozen again. <laughs> okay, good. Um, now- <laughs> if you freeze again, just tell. Wait. <laughs> So then we see Mr. Poppy, who's like assembling a boy band as part of the casting, and he's very like engaged, yes. which is fun. Yeah. And then, the, but there's a child involved with casting, and I'm like, that shouldn't be. Like, <laughs> is this child also a producer now? Like, I don't understand the division of labor. Well, that's they gave going him a producer here. credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made him an associate producer, like in State and Maine. Yeah. Gotta love those vanity credits. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, this is where, uh, Bob, Spud Bob 2 comes in yeah. and he's like, hey, I want to be a king. And the kings are the boy band, which is not established. Right. But eventually you have to figure it out. So he like sings like, okay, fine, you're in. Yeah. Um, even though he's the one they said was going to be like Gollum. Right. So I guess he's like the Joey Fatone <laughs> of this boy band. <laughs> or whoever the One Direction guy is that's ugly. Um, oh, I was going to say, or Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh, you're going to get your <laughs> swear word kicked um, <laughs> just realize you can't quote an Eminem song on a family friendly uh, podcast I do miss the swearing I'm sorry Kelly I well felt, we're almost done I know I felt really good uh, about it and yeah. I was like maybe we don't need the swearing but maybe maybe the swearing needs us like I never thought about that <laughs> all these swear words just going unused this, anyway this I'm, all, own, like, I'm all about limitations limitations helping you be creative but sometimes it's just too extreme (laughs) (laughs) so uh godfrey jeffrey gordon is explaining to his students that they need to hijack jennifer uh for some reason hang on i think we okay there we go uh okay uh yeah these skype things can be a little a bit tricky yeah um, I wish we had a producer sometimes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Like the Denzel Washington podcast has. Right, that would be That's our Christmas handy. wish, is to get a professional producer on a podcast network. Okay. So, if anybody can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll bring our own swears. <laughs> okay, so, he's like yelling at the kids, then they, and he's like, we need to get Jennifer. Right. And they're all, you know, for some reason they're like, fine, we will help you with this weird grudge you have. <laughs> and this is at the point at which it just becomes the Helen Keller episode of South Park. Yeah. Cause they'll just like, we'll spy on what they do and then we'll top it. Yeah. yeah. And it's insane. <laughs> so Martin's trying to warm up the class, but Mr. Poppy comes in with his own warm up plan. It's the Jackson five singing want you back. So the producer of this film is clearly connected with the Jackson family estate somehow. Cause they use like three different Jackson five songs on they, the soundtrack. They had money. So then Gordon Shakespeare shows up and six his private school kids on the other kids. Yeah. And that shouldn't happen. No. And the headmistress is like hilariously not seeing any of this until then she does see it. And then she yells at Martin and Mr. Poppy about it. Right. And says that if it wasn't for this Hollywood thing, you'd be fired right now, which is fair. Uh, first rule of being a primary school teacher, you cannot turn your class into a gang and have it attack <laughs> other gangs. Like this is just basic stuff. 
So the headmistress is holding a meeting with all the parents about the Hollywood issue, and I think it's supposed to be hilarious, <laughs> but it is not. I mean, and look, and these are actually legitimate questions that the parents are raising, which yeah. is like, what's the pay? Right. Do they have yeah. to join the union? You know, uh, do they all need to get agents? Right. And of course, there are no satisfactory answers for anything. Right. But they've all decided to go ahead and push forward at any, at any rate. Yeah. And everybody wants their kid to play Mary and Joseph. Well, they've got Hollywood stars in their eyes. Because <laughs> the glow cloud is coming. Well, and, like, Poppy is just being like, oh, everybody's getting paid a million pounds and, like, yeah. all these things. And it's like, no, Poppy, bad Poppy. Yeah. Yeah. That, See, and this is yeah. why I wanted to punch Mr. Poppy in the face repeatedly. Mm, right. Yeah, Mr. Poppy <laughs> does end up promulgating his own lies at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, it, this, these are original to him. So Martin then tries to call Jennifer and like accidentally says I love you or something. We're not yeah, talking yeah. about oh, he's this leaving anymore. A, he's leaving a voicemail. Yeah, and then and like, but yeah. Mr. Poppy is like coaching him through it, and it's yeah. very. I yeah. didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, it was weird. Because he's like, "What am words?" <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Poppy has told one of the other teachers who we've never met before right. that Martin has lied. And she decides that the big solution is to film the kids in rehearsal on a DVD and send it to Jennifer to watch. Right. And she's very disappointed. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say they keep saying DVD. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of humorous. It was. They kept saying DVD. Film it on DVD and send the DVD. Yeah. But like YouTube. And they should watch the DVD. They probably couldn't get the rights to say YouTube. (laughs) I don't know. Or internet. True. The band, or, the internet, or mad. email, <laughs> or FTP site, like anything technologically advanced, they weren't allowed to say. Yeah, they got DVD. It's lucky they didn't weren't like on a zip drive or something. Well, actually, you know, probably this only came out on DVD. Yeah. Um, it wasn't streaming yeah, anywhere. Like, let's plant this seed. The only DVDs are <laughs> coming right. back. It's, it's yeah. big DVD, man. They're the they're the real money behind this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and. and <laughs> This random teacher is very disappointed in Paul. And I'm like, in Paul's defense, you all were very gullible. Like, <laughs> come on. If any one of you had asked any kind of follow-up questions and followed through with it, this whole thing would have unraveled right away. So, so hey, man, they were just, they were just yes-anding, like, good little boys and girls. <laughs> so now we get a rehearsal montage. I didn't write anything else down. Yeah. Any any thoughts on the rehearsal montage? Because <laughs> apparently I thought it was pretty basic. Eh, no. Apparently not. So Jennifer presses play on the DVD, which apparently has been uh, recorded and sent to her. Yeah. And it's actually, it's not even of uh, the performances. It's just the kids saying they want her to come back and mend Mr. Madden's heart. Right. And I oh. found this surprisingly effective. So weird stalkers oh. who want to get your oh. ex-girlfriend I back. I disagree. I don't uh. know why. Look, I yeah. think, look, I think it's just, the, I'm feeling very sentimental from the holiday season. I or maybe I'm on my period or something. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. What, uh, what I re- oh, it's not... It's not that I'm an unfeeling person because I was uh, crying at something um, on NPR just like yesterday. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We were saying that you're an. Un- I'm saying that I am overly feeling on this because this is horrendous and creepy. Right. What I wrote down. Okay, because is- it was. It felt to me like Love Actually levels of creep. Oh my god! You are absolutely like, correct. No. Yeah, because I was thinking, A you know, bucket this is- of no. 
This is this is pretty typical. Like all Hollywood producers are generally very susceptible to unsolicited DVDs sent by friends of their ex-boyfriends. That's definitely going to get me, through to a Hollywood There's producer. a lot of unbelievable stuff in here, but one of the most unbelievable things is that they've not been together for 5 years. Mm-hmm. A, he should have moved on by now. True. B, she shouldn't be so ready and willing to like pick this up again. Yeah. It's absurd. Here here. Anyway, okay. Um, the Lord Mayor, uh, welcomes Martin and sister Evangelina to his reception. The Lord Mayor, who is wearing the special Lord Mayor's, like, weird necklacey thing. Right. Yeah, he's got that power necklace. He <laughs> is flirting with sister Angelina. I realize this now sounds weird because she's flirting back and I'm calling her sister Evangelina, oh, but right. you know what? Oh, it's man. fine. She's Can not we talk about vows in this universe. Can we mention her getup? Uh, because yes. it's. It's straight out of a Sears catalog from like 1987, yeah. as is her hair. And well, I feel like she's kind of bizarrely rocking that like bluish greenish eyeshadow that I she's thought, got going I on. I thought she looked great. I yeah. could see what the Lord Mayor was, was, was laying down, you know? He was like, yeah. oh yeah. Like it was, it was but, weird, but it worked. But, and correct me if I'm wrong, was she getting progressively drunker as, like, the party sequence goes on? And I, is well, that she how? she puts her hand in the fondue fountain, and there's that whole bit of business, and so I guess no. so. Yeah, that's a, I that's guess a better so, because they end up, like, coated in chocolate. Right, yeah. And again, we're like, was this a joke? Is this funny? Yeah. What's funny? <laughs> What's humor? I don't understand. Up is down. Yeah. Black is white. Yeah. <laughs> Oakmore and St. Bernadette's living together. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but, the Lord the Lord Mayor gives a big speech after the the critic who's been there psyched out Martin Freeman. Right. And he announces yeah. that they will get to use the ruins of Coventry Cathedral as the st- setting for their play. Uh without the approval of the council, yeah. which as we learned in the, you know, trivia we learned about the Golden Compass, like a city's council <laughs> Has a lot of power. Yeah. So how he's overriding them, like if Oxford's council can prevent a big Hollywood production, the Hollywood yeah. did literally come to Oxford and they wouldn't let them film there. I don't understand how the Lord Mayor is overriding this council. Yeah, I always assumed Lord Mayor was largely ceremonial at yeah. this point. But at any rate, whatever, they have this new venue for yeah. the production. Um now, Martin is with Mr. Poppy and correctly points out that their lie has now ballooned into actual fraud. Yeah, so new be- felony. <laughs> because second so far. there are all of these uh, corporations donating services and, uh, and equipment, yeah, and equipment and to this production. Um, and Mr. Poppy offers to cuddle him. To make it better, and I'm like, that's not how fraud works. Well, he also says that he's having a heart attack, he thinks, and then then the offer of cuddles comes, and I'm like, ah, t- socialized healthcare, am I right? <laughs> so then Mr. Uh, Poppy see. tells him to just believe, and everything will be fine, and I, f- I have, we have consumed a lot of holiday-themed media yeah. recently, <laughs> and I really genuinely think the most insidious thing about the commercialization of Christmas is that logic can be overrided by belief. No. There's a larger, probably religious argument there that we're not even, we're not even talking about that. Okay. Like right. if you want to believe in religion and stuff, 
I don't even have a problem with that. My problem is like, what is the real, like, do you live in the real world? Yeah. Um, you cannot counteract like the laws of economics. Yeah. Or the, the laws of law. Yeah. You can't just <laughs> do whatever you want because you had good intentions. That yeah. is not how living works. Right. So anyway, okay. That's oh, my wow. spiel. I'm done with my spiel. <laughs> Although they prove at the end you can if your uh, production values are good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but very few of us have access to these kind of improbable production <laughs> values. No matter how good I look on Skype, Jackie, <laughs> we're just not quite there. Yeah. Your hair is magnificent. <laughs> it's kind of I've been I've been messing with it though, so it doesn't look quite as good as when we started. It had a very it had a very insouciant. I don't, I don't, I, I did literally just roll out of bed before we watched this. So yeah. it's, it's true. Um, okay. The stars are rehearsing now. And then a girl comes in and says she doesn't want to do the play anymore. Now this is very accurate. Yeah. Kids are always pulling this crap. Yeah. Uh, you put them in a play. They're like, I don't want to miss Kelly. I don't want And you're like, you know what? Your parents are paying me to babysit your untalented butt. So you were going to get in there and you were going to do just something okay so it looks like i've done my job yeah they're paying a premium over babysitting just to see you in this dumb play mm-hmm. so yeah get it together baby <laughs> um yeah. okay so then martin goes into his classroom and reads the confidential letters to father christmas that his students have written yeah and they all want him to get back with his girlfriend and for the play to go well and and i and maybe father christmas works differently than santa claus but i'm like he's not a genie this isn't about <laughs> you getting wishes ask for well a- it's been well established that these kids are kind of dumb yeah so. they are useless yeah. they, that was our first I mean- piece of info about them right and that Mr. Maddens isn't exactly the best teacher, so who knows where they're getting their Father Christmas intel from. So he gets his Christmas spirit back, I and guess. he's decided he's going to fly to the Hollywood to find Jennifer and and make everything Whoa. right. Right. Mr. Poppy also wants to go, but he has to stay and look after the play. And I'm like, how long is this rehearsal period? Is this October? Like. We have already spent so much time. How is it not epiphany already? Yeah. Also, good yeah. thing that you can buy last minute tickets from England to Los Angeles during the holiday season on your primary. And I like salary. how the airport was clearly like, like the cafeteria of a school. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is like no airport I've ever seen. I don't know what it's yeah. like in Coventry, but yeah. <laughs> It just looked like a nice bus station. Yeah. yeah. So at the air, quote unquote airport, <laughs> Mr. Poppy shows up with William and Saffron and permission slips and their passports and tickets to go with Martin Freeman to Hollywood so that they can like audition for the studio heads. Yeah. And Martin Freeman is like, I'm not going to take these kids. I'm like, okay, thank goodness. Finally, the voice of reason. Uh, here's our third felony. <laughs> yeah. Transporting minors across not just state lines, but international borders. Yeah. <laughs> so they wind up in LA. They are at quote unquote LAX and they do lots of California things that don't make any sense because they are neither in California nor are any of the things anywhere near each other in California. Right. And what's funny, like the, Biver- the Beverly Hills sign, actually clearly somebody has seen the Beverly Hills because when you cross into Beverly Hills, there is like, this thing is like, oh, Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Ooh, you know, this is still just Los Angeles, right? And they're like, no, we don't. <laughs> anyway, and they're 
like, you know, they're hiking Runyon Canyon and, you know, at the Hollywood sign and right. all these things. I'm like, you have a job to do. Like, what are you doing just, like, bopping around? Well, look, when you kidnap children and bring them to Los Angeles, they want to see the sights. <laughs> so, yeah. My whole, my whole, like, thought on this entire sequence is fart noise. <laughs> just fart noise. The whole thing. So then they go to Independent United Studios, right. which is the worst <laughs> fake name for a film studio I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, and we've heard she works for one of the big five studios. And I'm like, right. are there five big studios? Well, you all know Independent <laughs> United. <laughs> so he gets there and he tries to get past a security guard and succeeds, yeah. which is insane. Right. Like... <laughs> Hollywood production companies net more money than the the U.S. government does in a year. <laughs> like, they have really great security. Yeah. But I think it's well established that we dumb Americans love a good English accent, so. Uh, well, I would hope so, because none of these <laughs> Americans have a good American accent. Yeah. Like, these oh, are, man. These are the worst American accents we've ever heard. They're, they're generally it's pretty like bad. It's like the most American accent to ever American. Like, if <laughs> you're fat or deep fried, there's a side of blue cheese like the whole works so improbably they commandeer a golf cart and get away from the security guard well he falls down oh well yeah like security guards always do yeah fortunately there are no other security guards on the lot it's just this one guy and we're cutting between this and i like to imagine that then you cut back to the shed that he abandoned and there's just like (laughs) hordes of people streaming in (laughs) let's go everyone we're american (laughs) So we cut back to rehearsals under Mr. Poppy's direction and <laughs> yeah. disasters are happening. And also they are stealing clearly marked farm animals for like, this is probably some of the key industry that keeps this town's economy afloat. <laughs> yeah. And they are stealing the sheep and goats and pigs yeah, and is, donkeys. This is not the worst crime they commit, but it's like the oldest. This is like the oldest felony in the common law is like stealing <laughs> livestock. Like you can't do that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they'll be punished by catapult. <laughs> Or just by the sheer amount of poo that they have to shovel. Yeah, there was no pooing on anyone in this, which we were disappointed by. Yeah, I was really expecting it. (laughs) So the headmistress is distressed by the donkey. And then at the studio, a terrible American accent is working the front desk terribly. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know we're all supposed to be like poo-poo on the Hollywood here. (laughs) And granted, I don't think I've ever gone into a meeting at a studio, but when you go to like a talent agency or you go in to like a management place, like they run a tight ship. Yeah. They have way better American accents. <laughs> and like if they are getting that many calls, they have two people manning the desk so that one person can take phone calls and the other person can like greet people. Also, voicemail and hold are a thing. Like you don't, this made me just so angry. <laughs> On behalf of show business professionals everywhere. Um, okay, so correctly, this receptionist, who is like an even worse version of Alan Leach's horribly offensive uh, gay American accent yeah. on uh, whatever late show that was. Colbert, I think. Colbert. So he's doing an even worse and more offensive version of that, and he tries to kick them out. Correctly. Yeah. He should absolutely be trying to kick them out. Sure. They don't belong there. But then, luckily, Jennifer Jennifer (laughs) intervenes and says, oh, no, it's fine, Uh, and it's awkward because this is so inappropriate. Mm -hmm. This is just so offensive to me. 
don't mess with people's jobs. Yeah. Don't ever surprise it. Like as much as I'm against surprises in general, surprises also can ruin people's jobs. Mm-hmm. So it turns out Jennifer isn't an executive producer at all. Womp womp. Oh, talk about a plot twist. Yeah. I mean, I was glad. She's apparently a secretary, uh, which in Hollywood would actually be called an executive assistant. So, like, deal with that. (laughs) Sure. But Um, she's a secretary for Cool Lester Smooth. uh Yeah. Uh, Okay. I have so much to say about Cool Lester Smooth (laughs) when we get there. But so somehow (laughs) Martin Freeman knows that this guy that she's talking to is Harrison, her new boyfriend. Right. Who her parents talked about. And like, how does he know that that's Harrison? And also how, what is the budget on this play that the three of these people flew in? I don't understand it. So they like run away and Harrison calls for security, which I hope works, but then no, no, because Martin, then we cut to Martin pitching this pageant. To Cool Lester Smooth, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Clark Peters, a.k.a. possibly, honestly, my favorite actor of all time. <laughs> yes. And he I was like, what? London since the 1970s. Did you know that? What? No. Yes. Yeah. Which totally explains. Him- oh, that explains, it, it explains a lot. why he plays in the, uh, the 2008 anniversary production of Chess with <laughs> Josh Groban and Adina Menzel and like all the other people that are in it. Adam Pascal. Ew, gross. But, um. <laughs> He played oh, Roger and Ren. He was actually um, at the radio station I work at just the other week. Oh my, why? What? Oh, oh yeah. Because um, I work at a radio station now, and he was there because I think he was doing some kind of something at um, one of the colleges. And so oh, our uh, my goodness, was it at Wright State? Was it at my old school? What was it at Wright State University, my old school? Yeah, I think what? it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was so weird because I'm like, you're a Broadway person and you're in this like nowheresville, Ohio. Why? <laughs> now, now, Dayton, birthplace of flight. <laughs> oh, Invented yeah. the cash register. Also, Paul Lawrence Dunbar. Right. None no. of these strictly relevant <laughs> to its theater scene, I must admit. Martin Sheen. <laughs> yep. No, Martin Sheen. There you go. Tom Hanks likes to hang out at Wright State for reasons I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so... For some reason, Cool Lester Smooth is letting this happen. And then luckily, uh, security does show up. And yeah. we're like, okay, finally, cooler heads are prevailing. Um, this is clearly the Cool Lester Smooth of seasons one through four of The Wire, not season five, which was tantamount to character assassination. Right. In oh, my man. opinion. It's unpopular, but I think that that fifth season was one of the worst things that has ever happened to American television. <laughs> Oh, see, I kind of disagree, kind of not. All right, but we'll why? Next- Explain why. <laughs> well, okay, I think part of it is just because they did it in 10 episodes instead of, like, 13. Yeah, well, but you know what? Big- and then that means you have to cut down your David Simonian hubris, David Simon, <laughs> and actually, you know, accede to the reality of your situation. Yeah, and not just yeah. kind of cram and- it all in. It's exactly and what happened issue- with the finale of Freaks and Geeks. I was like, you can't work like four seasons of character development into a single episode. Yeah. My issue was more just there were fewer episodes. So I kind of give them slack for that. Well, okay. Kelly doesn't. I anyway. don't. I don't. I give them no slack. They still had an enormous budget and plenty of great actors and they did them all very wrong. Yeah. Okay. So they all get kicked out. And then we cut yeah, to Jen. In the middle of this family-friendly podcast, we'll all discuss The Wire for a minute. That'll bring the whole family together. 
<laughs> oh, you're gonna look out for me, cool Lester Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Jennifer trying to convince Clark Peters to go to the UK to see this pageant as a favor to her because she's been his secretary for three years, right. and he luckily says exactly what we were saying, which is that's what the money's for. Oh, right. <laughs> Thank you. He is the only rational person on this show. And I'm like, please don't let there be a happy ending. But I know, I know I'm wrong. I know that there's going to be a happy ending. Sadly, this is not Herod. No, there were three, there's two, there's two sequels to this. Yeah. There's Uh, two sequels to this. Which are named? Nativity 2 and then Nativity 3, Dude, Where's My Donkey? Didn't they? Wait, is it called Donkey or Donkey? I always say Donkey (laughs) because that's how I was taught to pronounce it in my earliest nativities that I performed in. Was there a weird subtitle on Nativity Two? Danger in the Manger. Yes, Danger in the Manger. Oh my god! I can't decide if this makes me more or less angry than that. There are two sequels to that terrible animated Titanic we watched a couple of years back. Uh. all right guys we're almost there yeah we've almost made it yeah so almost to the good stuff they get back to school again no no indication of how much time has passed right um the headmistress is upset because mr poppy forged the consent forms for the kids i'm upset because martin freeman clearly never looked at them because it's like squiggles and smiley faces and i'm (laughs) like are you illiterate this is mr poppy this you can do life in prison at this point this is like Uh. I mean, why are the parents okay with this? Why did they never call and say, oh, hello, our children are missing? As are their passports. So (laughs) then we get Martin reading Mr. Poppy, the riot act. Unless the passports were also just like made out of construction paper and crayon. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't even get into that. Like, oh, we'll just wave it through. They're kids. So Sister Evangelina's crying in her office and she's, oh, she's just almost fired them. She's like, you're only allowed to finish out the term um yeah so yeah so then martin goes in and tells the kids they're no longer allowed to do the nativity um and the kids beg to be allowed to perform which i think is reasonable they've yeah. been apparently rehearsing yeah they all like i don't see it. why they're being punished because of the numerous felonies that have been <laughs> committed by their adult supervisors <laughs> So we get more Christmas flashbacks to Christmases with Jennifer, which all seems fine. Again, the fun cancer movie that I spoke of earlier. (laughs) Um, Then Martin goes to see Herod, a Christmas tale. It is so great. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually recommend, because I didn't hate watching this. Like, I was not unhappy. This was like, this was fun to make fun of. Yeah. Versus some of the other things we've watched, which are just so boring yeah like this at least has some sparkle behind it It does yeah and so this is it's awesome yeah the herod musical fantastic five stars the theater critic agrees with us although he uses actual like star stickers in his notebook to indicate the five stars that he's so wait is everyone in coventry illiterate in this is that what's happening (laughs) possibly and so what did he do for the negative two star review did he have a little stencil and like cut stars out of his paper yeah no no no. he put he put seven stars and then cut them out okay um i think that's how math works okay (laughs) so yeah, it's amazing, and I wish that that was a real play that kids would have to do. Yeah. Um, so when we yeah. send them to, like, our grand Guignol grammar <laughs> school that our children are going to go to. Sure. 
Um, so back at school, Martin is trying to teach the kids grammar and they all have a sad yeah. because they miss Mr. <laughs> Poppy. And it's like, you're going to need to know pronouns, kids. Martin gets inspired by a Mr. Poppy flashback. And okay, while I didn't yeah. like have as big of a problem with Mr. Poppy as you did, Jackie, we can all agree that he has as few redeeming qualities as Martin Freeman does in this. Right. Like, uh, and there's no logic to him being nostalgic about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing annoys me more than a montage of th- things that you saw not 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they had a year to edit this, Jackie, so I think they know what they're doing. <laughs> so Mark decides to- they're going to go ahead. They're going to do the play because yeah. he can just do it anyway. He can just make that decision. Right. Mr. Poppy is living in an RV, or as they're known in Britain, a caravan, mm-hmm. uh, with a goat caravan. that he presumably stole from somewhere. He's been robbing, <laughs> he's been stealing goats, like, all up and down the country. This is just his latest, like, you know, stop. So, Martin yeah. apologizes, despite the fact that he hasn't actually done anything as bad as what Mr. Poppy's been getting up to. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but for some reason, he's the one in the wrong. But he was kind of like this, reverse engineer plot demands it, mm-hmm. so here you go. Uh, he was being kind of a Grinch, I think. <laughs> <laughs> being sad about getting fired all that sort of thing yeah inexcusable mr Where's Pop- your christmas spirit <laughs> so mr poppy and martin are pepping everybody up as all the kids parents are showing up at this cathedral yeah which they apparently could just like stroll on in be like um, uh, i mean the only explanation at this point is that the headmistress canceled the play and then forgot to call like the mayor and the cathedral and all the companies that were putting up the equipment and all this sort of thing and tell them so I don't like, know. Seems kind of seems kind of accurate. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so everybody's showing up to watch the play. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the part. Okay, backstage, Mr. Poppy's trying to put beards on everyone, but Martin Freeman's like, "No, not the girls." I'm like, I enjoy this gender fluid approach to the nativity. <laughs> um, Mr. Poppy then tells everyone it's very important to take a poo and a wee before they go on stage, which actually is very good advice yeah. if you have kids who are performing, or even if you're an adult who's performing. Yeah. It's not good to realize that needs to happen once the play gets going. (laughs) The headmistress is backstage yelling at everyone, but then the Lord Mayor uses his male privilege to dismiss the headmistress's very valid arguments. It's the same approach he used with the town council. That's a good point. Anyway, um, so the critic is there. I think there's something in that mayor's necklace that (laughs) sort of hypnotizes everyone. That I hope that comes up in a sequel. (laughs) (laughs) So the critic is there and taking notes, uh, and the Lord Mayor welcomes the crowd and then thanks Mrs. Bevins, the headmistress, for her all, all of her efforts, which she hasn't done anything. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. And the crowd goes wild. She she couldn't even be bothered to cancel it properly. The crowd goes wild and then the show starts. And this light plot they've got set up is worth $4 million by itself. Um, And when was their tech rehearsal for this? This is a very, very complicated show with a lot of cues to call. Right. Who's calling them? There's just this one kid who seems to be running both the light board and sound. There's follow spots. Who's operating them? Like, Come on. If you have any theatrical experience whatsoever, you're a bit put out at this point. Yeah. That said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The songs are really good. The songs are really good. It's really so fun. Catchy. Yeah. It's- the kids are great. And it's funny because it's either not the kids anymore or it is like a, a very highly produced uh, studio track. Right. I mean, it's definitely a highly produced studio track. Oh, playing. yeah. 
but like also it may not be the kids who are actually in this i feel like it i feel like it kind of goes in and out like some of them it's actually the kids some of them you can hear that you know yeah. unpolishedness of it well and then uh they've made the choice for all the kids to play mary and joseph in that big number that they have yeah which is as inventive as the herod thing yeah i'm like uh, this is like a huge comment on how we're all mary yeah, and yeah. joseph also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the very back, I don't know if it's just because they had two extra girls, but there were two Marys who were holding hands. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, this is when, okay, I hate everything from like a plot perspective that happens here. Right. But I just really got into it with this pageant. I did too, yeah. It really oh, was yeah. the best Christmas pageant ever. Yeah. Like, up until this point, this was a solid fart minus for me. <laughs> but, I mean, the power of this whole, like, musical pageant thing alone bumped it up to, like, a C+. Plus. No, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. And, like, it's fun. It's fun oh, to yeah. watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely watch those clips on YouTube yeah. for sure. Yeah. Now, so they let Gabriel, TJ is playing Gabriel, and he is coming down from a spire that's easily... 50 feet in the air above the stage. At least, yeah. It's no, horrifying. No actor's union would ever allow this to happen <laughs> under these circumstances. He probably does not die. Yeah. And then goes on <laughs> to perform this amazing, like, James Brown-inspired routine uh, where he's, you know, it's the uh, Annunciation yeah. where he's telling Mary, you're pregnant. It's great. The lyrics are, are very great. Boys and girls are playing these Barbarella-esque angels. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, yes. It's fantastic. Love it. Yeah. Love None of the parents appear to know how any of this is happening. I'm like, this didn't happen without a bunch of parents, like, sewing all of these and, like, getting the wigs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're going to just suspend our disbelief sure. momentarily and allow ourselves to enjoy part of this. <laughs> um, then Jennifer and Clark Peters show up and boo. Yeah. Jennifer kisses yeah. Martin, and I'm like, why Mar is this happening? No, I... Yeah, because they like show up in a helicopter, and for a minute it's like, wait, was that just a random helicopter? Yeah, it's unclear, it's like... like, why there's a helicopter. Yeah. Oh, honestly, we... for, a, for a second I was kind of like, oh, is that plane going to crash into them? <laughs> we skipped the part where Gordon, Jeffrey, uh, Godfrey gets up and like is like, oh, Hollywood's not even here. And I'm like, dude, at that point, like this show yeah. was the bomb. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is just rude. At yeah. this point, the, nobody right now is there just thinking about the power of song. That's right. Okay. And the strength yeah. of these performances. You didn't need to do this. Yeah. And this is where I see what I thought was going to happen because Mr. Poppy says that he gave the donkey some chocolate that seems to be troublesome. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that donkey <laughs> is going to poop on Gordon Jeffrey. <laughs> And he never did. He there never was did. no poop on anyone. Yeah. All of these barnyard animals, and they didn't poop on a single person. Yeah. Like, is this a kid's thing or not? Agreed. Yeah. Okay. I have anyway. to say, if anything, that's the most unrealistic aspect <laughs> of the whole movie. After having experience working on a farm, like, that is highly unlikely. Yeah. So then the kid improbably running lights and sound demonstrates clearly why you cannot allow a child to run lights and sound because the whole thing just gets destroyed. Right. And everything goes dark. So Martin and Jennifer give the, all the kids candles, which they just happen to have lying sure. around to do the part where Jesus is born. And actually that was also strangely affecting when yeah. they like, were singing about Jesus. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but like, and really though, I was like looking at all these costumes as still, and I was like, it's like if, if like hotel Babylon did the nativity <laughs> here, like that's like the tone of the costumes and like the campiness of it. 
So I would want a whole movie of that. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, everybody just gets up on stage and does a thing. Yeah, and Mr. Poppy fixes the lights from the light board. I'm like, the fuse that blew is somewhere else. Yeah. That's not where you could fix that from, but whatever. So, and then just everyone's, everyone's happy and they're all glad. And then I guess Martin Freeman doesn't get fired anymore and Jennifer and him get back together, which doesn't yeah, explain what she's doing for work now. Love Christmas again. They love Christmas again. Well, I mean, that's, again, this is more plausible. I mean, with her experience, she could get a solid, similar job back in that's Coventry true. if she yeah. wanted to. So, yeah, that was Nativity, exclamation point, with a very tenuous Downton Abbey connection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, you know, but it was fun-ish. Yeah. It was fun-esque. Yeah. We, we yeah, didn't hate it. it. Yeah, it was, it was short boring. enough that, like, it was short enough that like, it had been just a bit longer, and if they mm-hmm. hadn't had such a showstopper of an ending, I think we would have been much more angry. Yeah. Yeah. Especially off that yeah. Hogfather nonsense yesterday. Yeah. That was terrible. That did not have a show-stopping musical number. No, it did not. <laughs> it just when had- you offered me, when you offered me a choice of what to review, like, I can't help but think I really dodged a bullet. <laughs> you <laughs> really did. And we know, because by the time we got this all together, we knew that we had this and then the other one was what, Golden Compass that yeah. we had? Yeah. Like, the, like, Golden Compass was okay. Yeah. Hogfather just was so slow. Like, this wasn't, this is the kind of thing we like to review on this show. Yeah. Like, whether it's good or bad, there's at least plenty of things to have opinions about. Yeah. And I think people really yeah. come here for the opinions and the swearing. Are we certain? Well, and this, this yeah. episode has one of those things. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Except for the part that we're going to edit out later. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess what it was. <laughs> so I wow, we did it. We did it. We did twelve episodes about holiday yeah. things, and we've lived to tell the tale, and we haven't missed a single day. Yeah, which is which the real it, miracle. It, we at times did not think that would happen. We really didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah Frankly, and they, that that amount of content production is kind of amazing. I uh, why did we think this was a good idea? <laughs> Well, and we did. We really thought we would have time to, like, do it ahead. Yeah. And we then did not have time to do it ahead. No. And, and it just, woof. <sighs> we, let's just say we know how Mr. Poppy and Martin Freeman feel. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, yeah. So, thank you, Dowager Cousin Jackie. I'm so glad we got you in for this. This oh, yeah. was the it perfect was a- way to end this. Yes. Yes, indeed. It was a pleasure. Uh, and a privilege. Know. We're sorry okay. we're not in the same place to celebrate Christmas with you this yeah. year. Yeah. Although, uh it was literally, it was actually thunderstorming yesterday. It's being all weird and That's warm. That's what we heard. Global warming is really taking a toll on Southwest Ohio. Yeah. Like we had tornado warnings yesterday. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, no, there's no need, reason to bring Santa Obama into this. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it yeah, for us. So, uh, very happy holidays to everyone who's listening. We hope you've enjoyed this. Yeah. We've mostly enjoyed it. We have. Um, yeah. there's been a couple moments of touch and goness, which <laughs> we blame, uh, the guy who wrote Hogfather for, honestly. <laughs> Any one of the ones that we didn't like, we blame that guy. Yeah. For reasons. His name was like Weimar Republic or something. It was, <laughs> it was. anyway. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So we'll be posting tomorrow our, uh, instant take. For the Downton Abbey Christmas special, the mm. last one, the Very series one. finale, oh, everybody. Yeah. I'm probably going to get real emotional oh, on yeah. that. So if you want to hear me cry, check it out. 
Uh, but we also <laughs> want spoilers because yeah, because we'll definitely be spoiling a lot. Short. So until next time, up, up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs. Luncheon out.